Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of 527 Underground Podcast, where we talk about comic books and comic book-related themes, including Star Wars, Star Trek, Harry Potter, anime, webtoons, and whatever crosses our damn minds. We are your hosts, Teddy and Maria, and we offer two different points of view, one as an avid collector and one as a casual fan. And joining me, like I mentioned earlier, is my lovely wife, Maria. Say hi, Maria. Hello. How's everything? Hanging in there. Long day? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I bet. We both had long days. But it's good to do this podcast now just to uh, express our ideas and thoughts and things that come across our minds. And, um, well, I'll leave the floor open to you. What do you want to talk about this evening? Well, there's a couple of things that I actually want to bring up. But one of the first things that I feel is... uh, the what if concepts of comic books okay elaborate that a little bit if you will well if i'm wrong i mean please correct me but <laughs> what if comic books are comic books that are just like one or two issues that tend to come out and the story is just captured just within those two issues or so or it could be a little bit more right yeah you can Help right. me out here. Tell me whether I'm right or wrong. No, or no, I'm you're on the right path. You're right. You're right. Now you're now just from also we're specifically talking about Marvel comics. What if uh, stories, more or less, correct? I think. Well, does DC have what ifs? Not necessarily. Although they they may have something different, which came out I would say maybe a year ago, uh, Tales from the Multiverse or something like that. But yeah, go ahead, elaborate. Okay, so I feel from the many stories that you've told me about, you know all the what if comic books and stuff like that I personally feel that what if comic books are an opportunity for the villains or the heroes to showcase their powers to whatever capacity they want because there's really no regrets it's just that whole storyline is captured within the what if and if they happen to kill someone off in that what if comic book there's really nothing to worry about because it's a what if okay you know right so Let's just say you could, you know, it's a it's an opportunity for a hero to show their true potential and their power. So if it's a hero that, like, uh, Kitty Pride, right, right, good, you know, supposedly she could just, you know, she can walk through walls and stuff like that, and people are thinking, oh, well, that's all she can do. But you told me a story about Kitty Pride not too long ago that she actually took out Wolverine. Yes, yes. That was actually a what if uh, Wolverine storyline that took place several years ago. Right. Where Wolverine was actually controlled by the hand. Um, I'm trying to see if I can explain who the villains of the hand were. They were sort of like the villains in that Daredevil TV show, the second season, mm-hmm. uh, which can somewhat take uh, control people's uh, mindset, if you will. And in this comic book, written by, written and excuse me, drawn by John Romita Jr., which was great at the time, uh, he's actually taking control by the hand, and he just does damage all over. So, in a sense, they came up with a one-shot what-if Wolverine um, called Enemy of the State. And in this storyline, all the Marvel superheroes were trying their best to stop Wolverine. I mean, he went on a killing spree. There's an image of Captain America sitting in a chair with one leg, uh, only because his knees he was chopped off. The, he was chopped off by the knees by Wolverine, which was suggested. And I think the only other survivors there was the Invisible Woman and Kitty Pride. And I don't want to spoil the story uh, too much, even though it has it did come out several years ago. But yeah, Kitty Pride does uh, some damage uh, for the most part. But I see what you're saying in regards to what the what ifs uh, do. In a sense, they allow the characters, whichever character, um, it, it gives more like an in-depth experience exploration if you will of the characters prowess or powers and so on and so forth and being that they don't necessarily follow any continuity uh for the most part those characters are free to do anything that they want to do not just the characters the writers themselves are free to write whatever they want to write right because there's no regrets there's no like well how long do we want to keep this character going you know um do we want to finish this particular situation happening in the character's life you know, and so on. So I think that they definitely are taking advantage of the what ifs because it's an opportunity, you know, to showcase everything. It is. It is. It is. Even the villains. Yes. Yes. Because it could show the villains doing some crazy stuff to them. And it's like, well, it didn't really happen. It's like a bad <laughs> dream. It's like a bad dream. It's so funny you mentioned what if. I remember the first what if comic book that I bought or somehow uh, 
got and it was actually a what if the Fantastic Four did not gain their superpowers and it was a really interesting story was it boring? Uh, <laughs> because if, it they boring? Did, if they didn't gain their superpowers then like what's the point of Fantastic Four? Uh, good question good question actually no it was interestingly enough family what drama. they had to well it was always family drama with the Fantastic Four they, but like, real, like just typical family drama like you ate my pudding. Uh, no. <laughs> but what ends up happening in the storyline, for those who are in verse, Fantastic Four, they go through space, and that's how pretty much they gain their powers through these uh, uh, cosmic rays which enter their bodies, and there you have Fantastic Four. In this storyline of they what if... They just went to a supermarket. I'm sorry? They just went to a supermarket? No, they no went space. to space. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't go to space, but the cosmic rays did not bombard them. Their shield, their spacecraft was completely shielded off against the cosmic rays and they went to, uh, to space and landed safely and but what's the purpose of that like well it's supposed I think for that storyline they were supposed to show how great the Fantastic Four can be without their powers that for the most part they are still fantastic regardless if they had powers or not and in this instance the Fantastic Four still had to fight the moment who was their first villain in the first issue of the Fantastic Four Mm-hmm. And uh, they were able to use their wits, their strength, and come together as a family unit to defeat the Mole Man, who ha- does have control over you know monsters and any, and any creatures that live on the ground. Mm-hmm. So I remember that as being my very first the What If comic book, and it was it was a good read. It was a good read. Now, yes, but then again, it, you know, you, you it, is it a biased thing because you know Fantastic Four is the first comic book you ever bought as a child so therefore you know it just it well yeah it's a special place in your heart true i see what you're i see what you mean when you say that but the story so yes the story was lacking all the superhero prowess and powers and so on and so forth but it was an interesting read uh nonetheless however uh, it's not to say that it was my favorite comic book out of all the what ifs, so that's for certain. But it just happened to be the very first one that I ever re- received. I've had several, I, although I don't, I don't have a large collection of um, what if comics, to be honest with you. I probably have a very few. And one that I bought a few years ago was actually a Spider-Man comic book, which uh, was something that had to do with Spider-Man being the Punisher for the mm. most part and that cover was amazing and we'll probably post these comic covers up in our Instagram uh, later on during the week and that one was really 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 that's good take. that's really kind of dark it, well, it is kind of dark is it I because mean, like you know Uncle Ben died exactly. so therefore he just decided to just kill the shit out of him almost in a sense but he just like takes he didn't on do a no di- great powers come great responsibilities great powers I'm gonna kick your well, ass type of thing kind of thing yeah in a sense in a sense and the uh, the cover art was just amazing it shows Spider-Man uh, being backed up against the wall he's got like the whole Spider-Man cross Punisher suit and he's shooting these webs along with um, him being shot at with uh, guns it was really really good um it was a really good comic book. It was a really good cover. And it was just a one-shot. It was just a one-issue uh, cover that uh, had come out uh, several, a couple years ago, actually, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah, I definitely see what you mean with regards to the what-ifs. And, um, yeah, it gives writers and artists an opportunity to explore without having to feel any pressure with trying to stay within a certain continuity of I think, the story. I think it's a lot of fun for them to do something like that, you know? It's one of those things like, oh man, it's just a, it's it's allowing people to see a different perspective of the villains or the heroes. You know, it's just the fact that these heroes, you know, lots of times are written to hold back, you know, how deadly they can be if mm-hmm. they want to be. Right. And right. then the villains, same thing. You know. Right. So it's definitely fun to see that, and you know, it's an opportunity. It's it's just a. It's, it's a fun thing to see. It is, know? it is, it is, it is. Um, too bad they don't publish these stories every month, however. It's not like it's a regular monthly series. It comes up every so often for the most part. But yeah, it's an interesting read, if anything. Funny enough, I think Disney Plus is actually going to come out with a What If uh, series. I think it's like some animation uh, drawn series, yeah, right? Yeah, I did see that, and I'm looking forward to it because I think there is, instead of Captain America getting the serum is actually um oh lord help me out here oh her name for uh, sharon carter no no not no. sharon carter his love interest yes mm, yeah yes yes you're right you're right you're she right, becomes you're right. what captain britain 
Maybe. Oh, I don't know. Good question. I'm not sure how they're gonna write this in the. Uh, yeah, because she what if. she looks in the in the in the trailer that I saw. She's coming out. She has like the flag yeah, in front yeah. of her, and yeah, she, has she a looks flag. like a boss. Yeah, she's she taking so, down some stuff. Yeah. I believe it's Captain Britain, and it was uh, his basically his love interest. Um, I forgot her name. Jeez, I should have. Jeez, I can't. Down. Yeah, her name escapes me as well. So we have a little uh, fog going on up here. But yeah, that series is actually coming out, and um, the actor who's supposed to do the voice of the Watcher, who, mind you, in all these uh, what if uh, storylines, is always narrated by the Watcher. You know, the person who records all the events that takes place in the uh, in all the universes in the Marvel, without ever having to interfere, quote unquote, Yuato. Yeah, the Watcher is <laughs> such a cool character, which we actually saw a little snippet of the Watchers in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yeah. At the second, at the, uh, the Guardians Stanley's of the Galaxy. Cameo. Yes. He's yes, like telling yes. them what happened and stuff. Yes. 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 I thought that was really great. So, yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what that uh, um, cartoon or live, what is it, uh, animation? It's I believe. the animation, yeah. Yeah. Animation show comes about. And what's funny enough is that I think this. Or these stories of the what if stories about to come out are based on the MCU movies, so they're not necessarily going to have like you're not going to see like a what if Wolverine type of uh, storyline. Yeah, it's just switching the role. If it was you know instead of Star Lord being picked up, is actually um, Black Panther being picked up before uh, he actually became Black Panther. So okay, it's like a okay. switch of roles. Yeah, yeah. You know? But what I'm trying to say is that the characters involved in these storylines will only be MCU characters. Yeah, well, it makes sense because those are the those are the ones that people are the most familiar with, right you know. Now, unless right. you're an avid collector, right? That you know, like the entire genre of you know all all these different comic book characters and stuff like that. Then, but mm-hmm. I think what they're trying to do is that they're trying to just cater to, well, cater is the wrong word. I think they're just trying to showcase. Um, yes, that's I agree. Yeah, uh, those the movies that they've shown so far and yeah. people. A broader fan base is more familiar with that. Yeah, yeah, and I think this will also this will definitely increase that fan base even more so. So, yeah, I agree with you on that, and I'm looking forward to seeing how this show comes about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. So, uh, anything else we want to discuss? Anything else that comes to mind? Well, I kind of came across something that I thought was new news, but it's actually kind of old news. But okay. we can still talk about it anyway. Sure, sure. Um. The announcement of the actress is going to be playing Riri Williams, which is the female Iron Man in a way called Ironheart. Yes. So, oh, you get a high five for that. Good oh, I get point. a high five. Yes, nice. Yes. Thank you. Good for I get you. random high fives when I get certain <laughs> facts correct. And he doesn't realize that I know these things sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, uh, so this character Riri Williams is, is supposed to be a 15 year old. Uh, studying at MIT. Am yeah. I right? Yes, yes. Do I get another high five for that? You get another high five okay, for that. Thank there you, you go. Good All right. You. Um, I should get two high fives for this one coming up because I actually know who wrote it. Who? Oh, go ahead. Who wrote the comic book? Well, the first appearance at least. Okay, well, I have the first appearance comic book. We'll, well post I'm not it up. You know? it. Like, <laughs> obviously you do, you know? Like, yeah. I'm not surprised. Right. But Brian Michael Bendis. Brian Michael Bendis. That writer has been synonymous yeah. with Marvel and now with DC, being he's currently writing for DC now mm-hmm. for years now. I actually remember when we uh, went to Comic-Con and took a picture with him. Love that picture. Yeah, you took a picture of both of us actually in Comic Con. That was the first ago. year of Comic Con, right? That was that was the first and the only year he ever came to Comic Con. That, <laughs> that was when you took the picture with, that was, with him. Yes, yes. I remember that first Comic Con freaked me the hell out. Like I know. not for nothing. Now I'm talking about New York, New York Comic Con. Comic Con. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a whole nother topic that we could get into, <laughs> and I could talk tell you about the horror story there. Um. <laughs> Only I'm only talking about year one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been to many, many New York Comic Cons, um, which I, I look forward to every year. And God willing, you know, it, it'll come back. It will come um, back. But, yeah, so moving on, to, going back to um, the, to the announcement, playing, basically yeah. the actress that's playing her is Dominique Williams. Yes. Who is 23 <laughs> years old, and you, orig- you f- could see her star in... If Bale Street, if Beale Street, Beale Street could talk. Yes, incredible book, incredible movie. Um, uh, I haven't read the book, but I know the author of that book. Uh, 
uh, James Baldwin, actually, prolific uh, African-American writer. Um, we have some of his works here, actually, in my anthology uh, book and so on and so forth. And, yeah, but I don't mean to to diverge out of the conversation in regards to Dominic Williams, but I think it's kind of exciting to see this character being played in live action. Now, I'm not certain, is she going to... Uh, I think this is a TV series, or will this be a movie? This, I believe, is supposed to be a Disney Plus TV, TV show. TV show? Nice, nice, awesome. So it's definitely something to look forward to. Now, this actress is 23 years old, but if they're going with how she was written in the comic book... Mm-hmm she started off as a 15 year old yeah well you know what it's not there's no do they surprise. age her um in, no. the, in the comic book no she's still young she's, she's still, still 15 she's still so a young teenager so I guess she's kind of like the Peter Parker in a way right yeah, I, yeah to, to a degree I mean in the comic books currently there's a group of uh, young teenagers if you will you know what let me correct myself I, when I say Peter Parker I'm thinking the movie MCU, well, Sony MCU version where Peter Parker, he's a young, you know, he's right. young he's and young, yeah. he kind of was handed over the glasses, uh, you know, <laughs> the Iron Man glasses and stuff like right. that. So I'm thinking right. in that right. aspect, right. Right. you know? Yeah. But yeah, so she's playing a 15 year old then? I was supposed so, or maybe a, a young a teenager. Yeah, she is a genius, uh, yeah. MIT. And in the comic books, Tony Stark actually does find her uh, somehow. And no, you good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, Little technical difficulties over here. No, I just want to make sure he gets heard in the mic. <laughs> but I'm kind of excited to see this uh, show when it comes about. Uh, we'll probably post the uh, first appearance issues on our Instagram later on uh, today or tomorrow or whenever we have the time to do that. But yeah, uh, any other thoughts in regards to the character? No, I'm just looking forward to it. I, like I said, I thought this was like a fresh announcement, but then, you know... It wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think they I'm have, like all late to the game and stuff. Yeah, Again, they have made this I announcement. I am not just yesterday. a casual, you know, fan. I am an excited fan. An excited fan. That is true. You know, that I am true. excited. I look forward to these shows. I look mm-hmm. forward to some of this news. You know, um, but yeah, but you know, I thought that uh, hearing that and actually putting a face to the character mm-hmm. is is mm-hmm. definitely an exciting thing. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah, I agree with you. I so. Agree. I definitely look forward to that. Hopefully it comes out soon because God knows we need some more stuff from, you know, any comic book source, whether it's, you know, <laughs> and, I'm, and I mean like live action shows and stuff yeah. like that, um, whether it's DC or Marvel, I'm open to anything, man. Just yeah. just give it to me. I think they're, they're coming back. Slowly, slowly these stories and shows, they are coming back. They bring us hope. They bring us, you know, joy and all the other good stuff. And yeah, it's going to be fun to watch uh, in the next coming uh months and years to come speaking of something that's supposed to be at least finally filming soon okay um dwayne johnson also known as the rock i'm sure everybody knows who that is oh boy um he's supposed to be playing black adam right and finally they stated that they're going to start filming in april in georgia nice nice that i did not know i don't know how that's gonna work out but I'm looking forward to the fact that they're going to start filming. Yeah. And maybe we'll finally see this, this you know, this Character. movie. Because th- this this has been in talks for some time, right? Yeah, it has been, actually, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, they gave us a Shazam movie for the most part. And Black Adam, from time to time, has been an antagonist of Shazam's. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with this character. First of all, it's interesting to see a who I consider a villain be like a lead character in a movie especially in a comic book for the most part. But then again, we'll see what they do. Maybe they'll change the character to make him some type of anti-hero, like a Deadpool-like character or somewhat or something. So sort. he's going to... Oh, so, okay, yeah. Does he, do, you, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, because if he's a villain and he has a standalone movie... Yeah. You know, like, how obviously is that going to come about? Yeah, it's going to be like an anti-hero over? type of thing. Possibly, you know. Um, so. so Black Adam is supposed to be Shazam's... Antagonist, okay. yeah, for the most part. I don't know too much about. Does he Black does Adam. he fight against? Because when I heard when I first heard the Black Adam thing, I was under the impression that he was supposed to be fighting against Superman. Yeah, there are moments where he does fight Superman, and he's able to fight Superman. And lots of times, Superman and 
Shazam will team up to fight against uh, Black Adam. But I would think part. that he would need Shazam's help because Superman does not do well against uh, magic. magic. Right. Now exactly. Black Adam is, uses magic. Magic, yeah. He okay, does. so then, yeah, at least I guess like a couple of points with yeah, that one. You, know? you get another high five. <laughs> 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 I think that's great. Um, now let's go. Going on to the other news that you told me, regards to some leaked merchandise. That yeah. Okay. So this is this falls underneath the category category of a little tidbit that I came across and I was just like of course this is just how they kind of like put out the carrot or leave the crumbs out for people to be more interested in a particular um, you know new movie coming up or whatever so I saw that Chang Shi's superhero suit may have been revealed Ah, Kung Fu love it and how you may ask well where else merchandise you know you know leave it up to a toy and stuff like that for it to be uh shown um so they basically had the picture it's on a lego set out of all things oh wow a lego set and then you see the the main actor kind of posing in a very broad strong stance you know in his suit which you have to admit you don't get to see much of it but you kind of start seeing like what the chest of the suit looks like Mm -hmm. um can you describe what the color is if you remember it was mostly red nice nice. um and it kind of had like this these lines going across it kind of as well as it may seem, remember, it was a side profile, so you right. really don't uh, get to see much. Okay. But it kind of reminded me of, like, Spider-Man's suit, in a way. Okay, okay. I can see why you said um, yeah. Because it was red and had, like, black lines. Black, yeah. Okay. So, I don't know if those lines are supposed to form something else. Being that he was a kind of side profile, you really don't get to see much of it. Right. Um, and then it basically said, you know, Chang-Chi, Legend of the Ten, Ten Rings. Ten Rings, yeah. Um, which I was like, wait a second. Legend of the Ten Rings. I kind of heard of Ten Rings before. Isn't that what uh, came out in the first, first Iron Man, Man movie? That is right. That is absolutely right. So, you know, I always wondered how come they left that loophole open, mm-hmm. that whole thing with the Ten Rings, because they made mention of it. That was one of the, yeah. you know, they, they kind of put it on the flag and stuff like that. And then it just died. Like, there was no more mention of it. They made. I, I mean, I, obviously, in the, in the next Iron, in a couple of the Iron Mans. Yeah, I think in the third Iron Man, they made slight mention of it. I'm not sure. Because I don't remember they had, when. like, supposedly the leader. Right, of the it. Mandarin. The Mandarin. Right, exactly. And, of, of course, the, Ma- the Mandarin was an actor. <laughs> well, that character, played by uh, Ben Kingsley, who pretended, quote unquote, to be the Mandarin, uh, is later revealed in some other um, offshoot scene. That the real Mandarin had come about. Yeah, and he was found like, you're using my name. You, exactly. Like, bitch, don't use my name. Like, this this is mine. Now, in the comic books, the Mandarin is a ferocious villain who actually has these ten magical rings. And he's more of an antagonist against Iron Man, uh, for the most part. So, I don't know if they're going to sort of, like, retcon the story and make the Mandarin a villain against uh, Shang-Chi. You know, for this uh, storyline, it'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see. Mm-hmm. But I, I can't wait for that. I'm kind of excited to see what happens with that as well. Um, first of all, I can't even believe that Shang-Chi is actually going to have a movie. Like, you would never think. I think Marvel is doing their best to bring all these characters to life and and have them play out in live action. It's right. phenomenal. It's not like Shang-Chi had a lot of comics, uh, series, um, you know, throughout the throughout this comic book life, if you will. Shang-Chi, pretty much, the comic book uh, came out in the, I want to say, late 60s, early 70s. And that was during that whole uh, martial arts karate boom in uh, television and movies when that okay. had come about in okay, the movies. Yeah. So Marvel, Stanley, and uh, not that Stanley created the character, I'm not quite certain, but Marvel, as a publishing company, decided to come out with this character. And he was really great. The character was... Really was a really good character. The character had problems with his own family and fighting with his uh, uh, heritage, his father, his sister, and so on and so forth. So, be interesting to see what they do with this movie when it comes out. Now, any idea if they stop finish, if they stop filming or started filming? I think they had started filming the uh, movie again after the <laughs> old pandemic. I'm not sure if they were able to complete the movie. I'm almost certain that they're close to completing the movie. I'm not 100% however. sure. Yeah. I know that, you know, 
they they definitely started filming it, but it there was mentioned that they had stopped. That, yeah. That's, that's all I remember. Yeah, I, but, remember, I remember hearing that you know, as well. No, if anything, knowing <laughs> knowing Disney and Marvel, they're going to find a way of finishing this thing, even if they have to put it in the volume. Yeah, I know what you, you mean. You understand what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I know what you mean. I know I, what you mean. First of all, for those who don't know what the volume is, and I'm, and I'm hoping I'm saying it correctly, it's right. basically the set that they used to film The Mandalorian. And, and this set right. is so, like... They don't have to travel anywhere anymore. They just can basically instead of them doing on location, they can pretty much do everything on this particular set. Um, if anybody's looking looking wants to look into it, definitely look up behind the scenes of the Mandal um the Mandalorian. Right. And um, they explain this new technology that pretty much um allows them to to instead of going you know to different countries to actually yeah, have to, to film this thing they right, can actually right. have a more controlled environment and have a sunset last for like five hours if they mm. want to because it's all surround it's like a surround screen mm. so it's it's an impressive technology and if you know they disney may mention that they decided to build three more in yeah. three different locations around the world so if they're smart a lot of these disney plus shows should be recorded in the volume you know, Maybe. which again, I apologize if I'm saying the name wrong, but it's definitely the set in which they recorded the Mandalorian. They they they, they did state in the uh, the investment. Um, oh, meeting. Yeah, in the investment announcements yeah. that they were building three more of those things. Mm -hmm. So I know it's not just for the Mandalorian. I'm pretty sure it's for anything Disney Plus Disney related. related. Or you know, Disney uh, entertainment related, they would use those things. Yeah, and it's I, a smart um, thing to do because they save money. Yeah, and it's cost effective. It's yeah. a controlled environment, especially now during the pandemic, where they could keep um, support staff and all that stuff, you know, and and test them and stuff like that, and start recording as soon as possible. You know. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely cost effective, and I could see them if they're not currently using the volume for these are. Uh, Disney Plus TV shows, particularly the Marvel sh uh, shows or movies, I'm sure they'll use them further down the line sometime, somewhere. Mm -hmm. I don't. I, I, I agree with you with that. I do see them using that some in a uh, not too distant future. Uh, so another thing that's come that we had spoken about was we had asked a question and wanted to know why is it that certain comic book stores have a certain limitation. In regards to the variants that they post, or in regards to how many variant comic books customers can buy. Right. Sorry. Um. So we've noticed that certain comic book stores will post out um, certain uh, particular issue that may have more than one variant, and they'll have a limitation in regards to how many comic books a of that variant a customer can buy. Now, I've, I had visited two comic book stores earlier today, in fact, and I had posed that question to them in regards to the reason why. And not, n not that it's a rocket science type of answer. It kind of makes sense. One of the reasons why they do limit the amount of comic books to customers is so they want to actually have enough customers buy these comic books. Yeah, but this, the, the question that I was asking before was, was more about, you know, this is not how many copies it can give th that particular variant. It's the different kinds of variants. So if you're buying, uh, I believe they, they put them by letters, correct? Let's just say yes. Okay. So if you're getting one copy of A, one copy of B, one copy of C, let's just say. Right. Why are they limiting where you can only get one copy of A or you have to choose between the three? Right. One of the three. Right. That sucks because it's not like you're taking three copies of A, two copies of B, you know, and one copy of C. Like... I can understand one per variant, mm -hmm. but not one variant. Like, you have to choose or flip a coin in order for you to have, you know, which one you really want to get, yeah. you know? It's but, not fair. No, tr I, I That sucks for a collector. I could, you know, I could definitely see your point in that, but the same answer would still apply. So, the idea is to actually give enough, enough uh, customers the opportunity to buy that one comic of that title. For the most part. You're talking so, about buying the story. Buying the story, exactly. Yeah, but variants are made for collectors. Let's be real. No, they are. It's they not are. really made for the for 
you know, mostly if someone is just going to buy the, you know, um, they want to buy the story, they'll just get the original um, cover. Right. But now it's, there's nothing to stop without that limitation. There's nothing to stop uh, a collector like myself, for instance, buying one, you know, buying one comic book of each variant. And what that does is that, so let's say 10 customers end up, and each, you know, each customer ends up buying every single variant of that particular cover, then it limits the buy for that other customer to buy that comic. Give us a second, guys. Our puppy decides to um, cry a little in the background, so let me just let her up, because if not... You sure she wants to come up? I don't know. We'll see. There she goes. All right. We apologize. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, yeah, I get what you're saying, that they, they want to make it available for every customer. For, right. As many customers as possible. To buy can. the story. Yeah. But, again, I, I feel that, or get, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. I, I was on the impression that variants are mostly for collectors to be able to get as many covers. You know, it, because it... If you look at it, there's sometimes a variant that comes out that automatically starts off with a twenty dollar price. Well, those, are you going to tell me that that's just those for are, you know the reader that missed out or for the collector? Well, those well it could be for both. Now those type of variants are actually called incentives, and what that is. So for the most part, if a comic book if a comic book store ends up buying one hundred issues of a particular comic to sell, the distrib the distrib the distributor will then offer them that incentive, which you sometimes see uh, for a cost of like $20 or even $50 or $100. And sometimes it goes by ratio for the most part. So the distributor may offer the comic book store, okay, if you buy 100 or 120 issues of this particular title, we will give you this issue for every 100 issues. We'll give you this uh, variant incentive for every 120 issues of this title that you buy. And what comic book stores will do to try to uh, level the price is, and I'll give you an example. So let's say Berserker number one came out uh, this past week, which I which we'll talk about later. Uh, I haven't read it yet, but I'm excited about it. But in any event, Berserker number one came out this week. So a comic book store will buy 120 copies of, let's see, letter A, uh, issue number one for every 100 issue or rather the night after the 99th issue they're able to get that one special incentive issue right and maybe that one incentive issue they will charge $100 for that comic which I know sounds crazy but it's and meant for the collector it's meant for anyone that wants to buy it. And, no, and I get what you're saying on. about a collector. I get what that's, you're saying. That's just that's not for the for the reading of the for story. The you know, it's not based for the story. It's really based because if you really come to look at it, then those, you know, incentive variants, right? You know, all of a sudden will be worth three hundred dollars exactly. on eBay later. Exactly. So it's for the collector. In a sense, it's yes. for the collector. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a, it's for the collector. You know, and the thing is, is that it's they're not explaining this to um, to the customer. Sometimes mm -hmm. I've heard stories where you know they'll go up and they're asking, "Listen, um, how come there's only four copies of this?" Right, and right. they're like, "Oh, that's because that's, that's that's what, what came. and that's what happens." And yeah. the thing, but you know, if you're working at at a major um, comic book store. Mm -hmm. um, Explain it to your freaking staff. <laughs> so like that, the customer that really doesn't know how the, you know, behind the scenes business of it is. Right. They're like, well, wait a second, you're stopping me from buying this or why you, why you only have four? Like, mm -hmm. and you start thinking other things, mm -hmm. you know? Right. So, I don't know. I, I just feel that that's a, that, that restriction that they're putting on right now. Mm-hmm. Well, it's more of a power move than anything else. Well, they do. Well, a couple of things. The restrictions are only for the comics that they feel are going to 
pretty much sell the most and therefore they're trying to prevent people you know individuals like myself buying 10 or 12 or 20 of that particular issue at a time you know because in a sense then again you're li- you're um, not allowing that particular the issue or that particular variant same thing issue variant in that sense they bought that you know they bought 20 copies but of that saying no but that's what I'm saying I can understand the restrictions on the copy the amount of copies they can get I don't understand why they can't get variant A, B, C, and D if that's what they're selling. Do you understand? Right. The, the now if they want to get but, four but, of A and four of B, then I can understand the, that's a no-no because you got to give other people an opportunity to get that too. Right. But at the same time, what tends to happen too is that you, let's say you do have variant A, B, C, or D, there may be people who will just buy all of variant A, and so the store is just left with. B, C, D. No, but put a restriction on getting more than just one copy of variant A. Well, I'm saying... But that's what, in a sense, that's what they're doing. They're saying... No, no, no. What what I found out was that they were stopping people from buying the different variants. Right. Of one title. Now, what I've noticed is that they've changed that. The past, I want to say the past two weeks, certain comic book stores, what they're doing is that they're limiting now people buying comic books of a particular variant. So in other words, they'll say limit one copy of cover A. Okay, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But they're not stopping you now. And this is and this is a recent but development. I, but they were the doing that before. Yes, they were doing that. Okay. Yes. In the beginning they were doing that. But like for instance, the comic book shop I visited the uh, other day, they had posted a sign, I forget which comic it was. It said limit one comic per customer this was and it would read something like limit one copy of cover b per customer so you were limiting you know the customer can only buy that uh cover but yet you can go ahead and buy all the other uh variants of the same title and again it's not across the board it's not for every comic yeah no what i'm talking yeah. about is them limiting no i get you, you one, buying the different variants right right they were like right. no you have to pick between but at the same time and C. but at the same Either time or. another thing about that too is that you can go to one comic book store and buy that one comic book variant and then come back the next day and buy the other like how are they gonna stop you you know what i'm saying it's a, it's, 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 it's a convenience. Yeah, it's it like becomes you, a convenience. Because then you, you, you're finished in one store, you got to right. run to another one and hope that the other one has it. Or or you go back to the same store the following day or even maybe you know an hour it's not later. Gonna be there or, the maybe, next day. or maybe an hour later. No, you, you don't know that. Sometimes some variants, they may have a lot of copies of a particular variant. If it's an incentive variant, that's different. You know, the ones that are like behind the wall, behind the cash register on the uh, comic book stores, the ones that are like $120 and so on and so forth. That, yeah, that I could uh, see them doing that. Yeah. That was interesting. No, <laughs> I, I feel a certain type of way. I could tell. No, because I just feel like, you know, there certain comic book stores have a tendency of kind of stepping on the customers. Like, well, this is what we got. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, because... They feel that they could. And the thing is that what's happening now is that there are major comic book stores out there, mm. big comic book stores that outname or outrank the small pop pop and shop, you know, mom and shop. Um, mom and pop <laughs> shops, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> the small mom and shops. You're doing okay. Mom and pop shops. Thank you. There you it's go. been a mom long day. Shores. Yeah. Um, the, you know, the smaller comic book shops, you right. know, they are, they are rankled because they're huge. And it's right. just like a lot of times when people happen to do a random Google search and they're like, um, closest comic book near me. If there's only one specific one, right, and it's all the way downtown, it's not really near you, it's just like all the way in West Bubble, yeah, you know, and it's just (laughs) and and two lefts. And you're like, oh, well, if you're a new person to collecting comics, like I would be, Mm. you know, I'll be like, oh, this is the only one that I can go to, right? Well, you know, here's another thing this is not to sidetrack a bit, but it's very interesting. If you a if you are a new collector right now. Or a collector who used to collect comic books, stopped collecting for a long time, and just recently collected now, you're going to be in a shock because of the prices of these books. 
Yeah, you know, they, they they are they they like, average what, $3 sort of now? four dollars four dollars oh. they average four dollars now and that's just a regular comic book three ninety nine mm-hmm. or somewhat so for the average collector I would say if you are into comics or want to know about comic books do not worry about trying to find that one comic that's going to cost whatever thousands of dollars in the distant future you want to actually. Collect the comics that you think you will enjoy. And you don't have to worry about buying, you know, 20 different titles or 10 different titles. Just buy what you want to enjoy. Because at the end of the day, it is your money. Uh, you know, no one's going to look out for your cash other than yourself. Right. And that's just being honest, right. you know. For those that have been collecting comics throughout, uh, you know, throughout all this um, pandemic and, you know, throughout the years, if you will, they pretty much know what they get themselves into. Well, they couldn't even into. collect comics throughout the pandemic anyway. Well, that's true, too. Because yeah. Diamond, which is basically the distributor for um, Marvel and DC, well, used to be the distributor for DC. Now they're no right. longer the distributor for DC. Right. Um, they were like, no, we're not we're not printing or we're right. not distributing yeah. any of the comic books right now because of the pandemic. And they right. pretty much put all the comic book stores in a total halt because... Yeah. You know, if they were to continue to distribute these comic books, they can at least do mail orders. Mm -hmm. And they weren't Mm -hmm. even able to do that. The only mail order they were able to do was, um, you know, the the, the back issues. Right, back issues or whatever comics they had left in their stores. So it was a complete stop in terms of collecting comic books. So even Mm -hmm. if you wanted to start to collect, you couldn't, unless you're going to collect older comic right. books. But let's just let's talk pre pan let's talk pre pandemic at this point. Um, For those that were just starting to come back into collecting comics let's say right now it's a it's a shock i could imagine it being a shock for a lot of people financially speaking because each book is four dollars mm-hmm. more or less you buy four issues five issues that's a twenty dollar mm-hmm. you know you know i'm the type of person that if i break a 20 i feel a certain type of way you know twenty dollars you gotta sometimes make it last a long way <laughs> And you know, but you not anymore, buy, baby. Not in New God, York. I know. Not I know, in New York. Twenty dollars. That's like what? Almost a meal, it's, right there. Well, you know, shoot, half a meal. I don't know about a full <laughs> meal. But in, in any event, yeah. For the, for those that are looking to collect comics, I'll just say, just buy what you want to. Just buy what you can enjoy, for the most part. And don't worry about buying so many different titles or trying to look for that comic that's going to be worth whatever it's going to be worth in the next few years. Just buy what, can, what you're going to enjoy. And eventually, you may actually have something in your collection that will that may be worth something along the way. Comic books are just a funny thing. It's, really, it's a funny business to get into, and it's a funny thing in regards to value. You know, comic books are valuable when they're rare, for the most mm-hmm. part, you know? And that's that's basically it about that for the most part. Uh, what else do we want to discuss? Um, oh, uh, we were we also had a discussion about the uh, DC movies, the DCEU movies, mm-hmm. and um, you had some thoughts about that. <laughs> so you just threw me under the bus. With no, that no, no, no. <laughs> I, I just wanted to. It. I just <laughs> wanted to open the the floor for your you know for your input. Well. Okay. Anybody that hears this be like, damn, she's like really opin- opinionated, you know. Well, but, that's okay. You are, but that's fine. Wow. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. So at one point when I, I just recently heard that DC is in the process of wanting to do another Superman, another reboot of Superman. Right. Of some sorts. And then there was also mention, if I'm wrong, uh, again, please correct me. Um, that supposedly it was supposed to be a black Superman. Okay. In this reboot. Now, I don't know if this is more of the fans wanting to put that out there or if it's something that's that's in the works or it's like more like in the rumor mill. Okay. But then that made me question or maybe at least ask the thing, are they doing these movies for the continuity of the story or are they doing it to hop on the next trend? I see, I or see. Or the next... You know, no, I get you. It's the yeah. next trend, like being that, like for instance, right now, there's so much talk about having diversity and so on and so forth, right? And because I don't want to say diversity is a trend, no, it's not, right? Right, um, but in terms of like, well, you know, right now, Marvel is very is, is trying their best with trying to have as much diversity as possible right. with their upcoming projects, like uh, the, the uh, other movie, um, Chang Chi's. 
you know. Right, right. And then also with the Disney Plus with uh, Miss Marvel, that's another thing yes, of diversity yes, yes. with Riri Williams when it comes to Ironheart. Right. That's you know a lot of diversity there that that's mm-hmm. coming into play. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, I'm like, well, is DC trying to come on and be like, well? We got to get on the ball with this, which mm-hmm. they kind of should anyway. Mm-hmm. They had an opportunity to do it with Cyborg, you know, with having a, a black um, okay. superhero right. with Cyborg. And, they, you know, we don't know what that's going right. to, if Cyborg's going to have a standalone movie, movie right. or anything like that. I have heard, I have not heard anything about that. No, well, they're having here. issues with that, mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. that's more of between the actor and the, and the company and stuff I like see. that. So I'd rather not. Right. get into that right. you know because I don't want to say something that's just incorrect right. it's not fair to, for the, to the actor or, or for the company anyway mm-hmm. um, but yeah that, that was my question I'm like are they doing it, doing it for the continuity of the story or are they trying to hop on the next trend I my opinion about that is wow I really don't know but I do want to give DC the DCEU the benefit of the doubt um it's funny when you had mentioned are they trying to trend on diversity but I think for, wow I'm like thinking and talking like three million miles a, a minute at this point it's not like you said it's not a bad thing if they're trying to if we're trying to have like a more diverse uh, uh, project that that includes uh, filming television movies and so on and so forth and to really try to showcase representation of what our world really is through this medium of comic book superhero show. No, absolutely. You know? I think they should definitely get on the ball with that. Yeah. So, going back to the uh, Black Superman. Now, this character in the comic books does exist. So, it wouldn't... Well... Which I did not know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This character does exist in an alternate universe in, in, uh, DC, uh, in the DC comic book universe, if you yeah. will. Another um, Earth. Uh, in a sense, yeah, but this one, this this uh, black Superman was uh, he was actually along with being a Superman, he was also the president of the United States mm-hmm. in that universe. Um, I think it was Earth twenty three, if I'm not mistaken. Calvin Ellis, I think, was his name. And I I personally don't have a lot of issues with that character. Uh, it is mentioned in certain other storylines, and funny enough, I just picked up the uh, uh, this comic book, the uh, Jeez, which one is it? The uh, combo that just came out. This Infinity. Uh, it's like a post uh, comic book which that just came out and it escapes me. But that character is actually drawn on the cover, actually on the back cover, uh, mm-hmm. the Calvin Ellis Superman. So, uh, in regards to that reboot of the uh, Superman, we'll see what they do with it. I think what was mentioned was that both J.J. Abrams, I think, is behind direct, possibly maybe behind directing that movie <laughs> and I know you have thoughts about that however what interests me and what I kind of like is the writer who is Tanya he's C. Coates mm-hmm. and he's an excellent writer he's an excellent writer he's written the uh, uh, the great oh. book which I read uh, Between the World and Me which was more which was more of a book that he wrote to his 15 year old son about his experiences and whatnot, mm-hmm. and it's a great book. I encourage everyone to read that. But in addition to that, he's also written comic books. Right. He's written Black Panther comic books. Mm-hmm. He's written Captain America comic books. Mm-hmm. So he's someone who I feel you know gets around and knows a, a little bit about uh, comic book writing, if you will. And it'll be interesting to see what he does with this. See, now it makes sense because just recently they announced that they're going to publish a post his last issue of the Black Panther comic book that he's writing for Marvel Okay. but now it makes sense because he's going to leave the Marvel project to possibly go on and work on this project which is great anyone who has an opportunity to write or draw or do anything that's Superman related is like an honor uh, for the most part because Superman is Superman you know he's right. like the top the top dog the echelon of uh, comic books what, if you will and yeah we've seen many artists throughout the years uh work go from go from one um comic book or character to work on superman in any aspect and i think for both of them it'll be interesting to see them do that i can't wait to see how you know this comes about yeah well the thing is that when you mentioned when i saw Mm -hmm. um the mention of um the black superman calvin ellis ellis yeah 
I kind of d- decided to dug, dig into yeah, a little bit did. more because I was just like, wait a second, I, I never seen this before. I never heard of a black Superman before. Right. So they could do one or two things. Okay. If they decide to do a black Superman, right? Okay. Um, they could either do the Calvin Ellis, which is more of a, you know, yes, he is president in his uh, playing his human, you know. Okay. Right. And then he's still doing the Superman side because they're not really recognizing Superman as the president. It's just that's the that's his. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. That's yeah. his alter ego. His, Excuse me. Okay. His the alter ego is the fact that he's president, and then he also has to play Superman, which I don't know how they're gonna fake the funk with that. I don't. What mm, glasses? Yeah. No. Um, no, no. I, well, it doesn't. That's not what happens in the comic book. In the comic book, he's known as the. He's as known as Superman. President Superman. Well, <laughs> like, what, yeah. what is he he's known as? He's a president as? of the United States, and he's Superman. So, but people no, know that he is a yes, president and that he's yes, Superman. Yes. Yes. Isn't that unfair to the I, rest of the? world like? there was actually an incident in the comics i f- forget which one it is where he actually pulls some type of executive power if that's you will to another. yeah like, who's gonna tell him no, no exactly uh, sir so. mr president i don't think that's a good idea you know we we can't we, we should not even you know fire the news like, fuck this i got this I and he got, just flies off and decides and then, to use his red beam and fuck everybody and this, up and then you know at the end of that then they all whatever uh country entity that was involved they all actually come into the fold uh, for the most part they become part of this council of peace or whatever you have so uh, yeah okay it was interesting <laughs> so but did you know there was another black superman uh oh remind me there was another black superman called val zod from oh, Earth to fudge, 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 fudge. What fudge, is this? Fudge. What do I know? Something yes, that you don't? Yes, yes, yes. Oh my, ladies and gentlemen, let me Bell's just tell you on. that is very rare. Go ahead. So elaborate. I shall try my best, sir. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there is another black Superman called Val Zod. He is from Earth Two. Right. He was sent to Earth by his adoptive parents, Laura and Jorel, and was educated in intelligence and pacifism. Okay. So when uh, Val was on Earth, he was pretty much on lockdown. He was considered he was more of a recluse, mm. and um, he was uh, God. What do you call it? And uh, he was agoraphobic. Oh, uh, fear of crowds. Fear of crowds. Yeah. Fear of the outside. Fear right. of uh, not being able to escape. Right. So it kind of sucks that they decide to <laughs> give you know Black Superman a mental disorder. Jeez. <laughs> you know, like, Gee, that's all we it's mean. like come on. <laughs> he goes to Black Superman. Yay, we got one. And it's like, oh well, he he can't. He has fear of crowds. We don't know what what's gonna happen with that. Right, right, right. Um. But, yeah, they they decide they wrote that, and he's from Earth too. Okay. So it's really interesting in terms of which one are they gonna use? Are they gonna use the Calvin Ellis, which is more like you know, similar with the ideas as, you know, Kal-El. Right. In terms of, like, justice, Justice, peace. Justice, truth, right, right. Or are they going to go with the person that doesn't want to step outside? They may actually create their own version, and we'll have to wait and see and find out. Yeah. So. But that's interesting. It's interesting. uh, It'll be interesting to take. And when they have brought that uh, news up, I I was taken back because at first... I thought it was going to be another reboot. Uh, I mean, it's going to be another reboot regardless, but when this talk about Black Superman came about, well, particularly with these two uh, people working behind it, it, it it piqued my interest. It really did. So, But nothing's been confirmed yet, and we'll have to wait and see um, what happens. I'm and, open to whatever they give. As long as they take their time to write it out yes. correctly and yeah. give it you know, heart, mm-hmm. it's not about, you know the money all the time like yes okay great it's good that they make like you know millions of dollars and stuff like that on the, on the movies that's that's right. really the end goal of it right but at least you know give us a good story get some good writers in there to to you know write something that has a heart sometimes they just want to speed through this shit like well, well look Ty, dc wants to speed through shit and yes i'm sorry i gotta Tony, knock dc Ty, like come wait, on you on. gave us justice league and you, you took on. away Zack snyder and gave us you know this other <laughs> Joker to, to to direct this movie and like destroyed it. 
you know well now we're gonna be able to see the Zack Snyder cut which is like I'm super you know we're excited about to see it. that right um look I do trust the uh, writer Tony Hesey Coates he's an excellent writer he's actually being compared to James Baldwin which was the person you had mentioned earlier with the actress Dominique Williams mm-hmm. having doing uh the movie based on his book right so so I mean it's promising it is it really is and I am so excited about yeah that, so I it's can't promising. wait yeah so we'll uh We'll, we'll see what happens when that comes about. And uh, lastly, I guess we can just talk about some of the things that I happened to buy this week. Yay, okay. comic book-wise. Um, I actually didn't... I, it may look like I got a lot, but I really didn't for the most part. And um, I'll probably post them on Instagram. People, he has a stack. Stop. He has a stack I'll, on his lap. I'll post them on Instagram for your viewing pleasure. Stack. Um, one of the ones I was actually excited to get was this comic book called Berserker by Boom Studios. And once you see the cover, you'll probably recognize the uh, person in the cover somewhat. Do you recognize who that person in the cover is? <gasps> yeah. Is that Mr. Keanu Reeves? That is Mr. Keanu Reeves. Mr. Keanu Reeves actually came out with a comic book. He actually wrote or co-wrote this comic book with Ooh. several other artists and writers. Is there yes. a puppy involved? Did someone kill his Not puppy? Not yet. But I see where you're going with this. By the but... way, <laughs> I, it's a little sidetrack. I actually saw a meme of Agatha saying, and I killed the dog Oh, too. I saw that too, and yes. And they ended up calling John, John Wick. John Wick, yes. I saw that as well. I thought it was the funniest yeah. shit I've ever seen. But it was. Go ahead, I'm sorry. It was. But no, Berserker number one came out this week, and I'm so excited to, that I picked up the first issue. I've actually got the variant. I've actually got the variant as well. Um, it's kind of exciting. Uh, also, what we... What, what, did I actually pick up the variant? I actually picked up they a variant. They didn't tell you no? No, they didn't tell me no. <laughs> But then again, this wasn't this was a regular variant. This was a regular variant. This wasn't like the uh, incentive variant. Because they did have an incentive variant for like hundred twenty dollars. Oh God. Yeah. So I was like, okay, no, Ouch. maybe next time. Sure. Like I said, breaking twenty dollars, you know, hurts me. Imagine you're doing that six times. But does that mean the do you think that they'll make a movie off of these comic books or that's just that's what people, too premature? That's uh, number one is too premature, but rumor had it, I believe I either read or heard that he would love to play the character that he's written in this comic book, Keanu Reeves. Because he's writing it. Because yeah, yeah, it'd be so cool to see. But we have to wait and I see. I check this one out. It, you should, you should. I read this first issue. It's, uh, it starts off really fast with the action. Um, you kind of, you kind of think that it goes one way. You, you know, and watching a lot of Keanu Reeves movies, that's pretty much how this comic book may play in the beginning. But then they make a reveal at the last page. Oh, by the way, yes, it is gruesome. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> There's no filtrations or filters in this comic book. Um, as you can see as you're turning the pages to that yeah, first issue. Yeah, I kind of just picked it up real quick yeah. and just kind of just to see how the drawings are. Yeah. Um, it's really good. Yeah, really definitely good. John Wick style, you know, well, killing 15 you gotta guys. Read it first. Yeah, you got to read it first and, find and don't out. get me wrong, I love John Wick. <laughs> I'm looking forward to whatever they come up with next. Yeah. Another issue that I ended up buying, and I'm actually excited about this because there's a whole new comic book publishing company that just came out. Congrats it's called to that Yes, publishing company. it's called Bad Idea, and their first issue they, Was it a bad idea? I don't know. We're gonna find out. I haven't read it yet, but I love this so cover. It might be a good idea. Uh, it might be a great idea. Okay. Um, I love this uh, cover right here. The glossiness and this Ooh, like reddish. Isn't okay. it cool? Okay. So basically, the cover is like part of it is matte and then part of it is glossy. Yeah, it is really and really cool. Places that need to be emphasized are glossy. This it looks is very really cool. cool. It does re- look really cool. Um, first issue, Eniac. Um, is that like a zombie? I don't know yet. I haven't read it yet, but I bought it. I mean, they've made a big deal. It, it's it's really crazy. They made a big deal. Give us a second, guys. And we're back. And I apologize for that early interruption. Our lovely... Uh, Mascot over here decided to put her two cents in our conversation. She felt left out. She wanted to say her piece about the whole Superman thing, but I told her, hold off on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Reserve your thoughts for later, Raven. So anyway, going back to what we had mentioned earlier. Um, <laughs> she put her head down like, mm, okay. <laughs> going back to the comic book. Uh, yeah, so there's a new. I am excited for this new comic book publishing company to come out. It's called Bad Idea. 
and the accommodated came out with is uh, ENIAC number one and I haven't read it yet but I am feeling this cover this whole red gloss uh, cover staring right in front of me matted and, and gloss matted and gloss and little thing little tidbit about this comic book uh, this comic book company first of all you'll be happy to know they will not offer any variant issues so every comic book that you see will be the only comic book that they will showcase that's a good thing because basically it doesn't make the the buyer you know question their purchase it's just like this is what there is okay i know that this one day may be worth something now check this out check this out also they're not going to be offering any of their books digitally so in order for you to read the comic books, you have to buy the comic book. Oh, so they're really this is this is an old school. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I okay. really do. I really really do. I think it's great. I think it. Um, there's some excitement there actually. Just picking up one comic book and not having to pick up for like those collectors like myself, uh, picking up three or four different variants of the same issue. Okay. In this case, you're only going to buy the comic that's released. Um, they also they will not be any trade paperbacks, so no like omnibuses or collection of stories pressed into one, uh, for the most part. Whether it's in a hardcover or bookshelf format, do you think they'll be able to keep their promise with that? I think so because what they're also not doing is they're not putting all their titles out every month, so they're starting off slow for the most part. And I don't and I think that's a good thing. I don't think that's a bad thing. Another thing too is that they're not po- they're not selling or distributing their comic books in every comic book store. There's a selection of twenty comic book shops that will sell this comic book. In New York, or just in general? In, I want to say I want to say in general. I want to okay. say in general. That, I don't know. If that's a good or bad thing because it's like that means that that particular comic book store. And I'm already thinking of a particular one. It can have the monopoly on that particular comic book mm-hmm. or, or that comic book company. I right. don't know if I feel comfortable with that. I really do not have a problem with that, to be honest with you. Okay. They're generally trying to bring excitement and they're trying to make this a big deal. So, in other words, it's more of like a scavenger hunt type of thing. Okay. You know, where that where that excitement is of the search for this, uh, I don't know, Trevor Trove or golden ticket, if you will. But the thing is, do the readers nowadays have the patience for that? That is up to that will be up to the reader to decide for themselves if they have the patience for that. If they're interested in because if they're not putting about, anything digitally, right? And there's no like, like it's in other words if they really want it they'll have to go to the store and get it and not just any store they'll have to find a particular store that will sell this book in order for them to get it and I think that brings some type of excitement there how will people know whether this comic book is worth buying then well they've actually put out a press Oh, how, I'm sorry. The question was, how will they know if it's how worth buying? How will people know if it's worth buying if they can't even get, like, if it's sold out and people are like, and yo, you got to get yes. this. So they're just going to go buy the hype, like a pair of Yeezys and shit? Maybe, like, maybe. Or like go to they're, eBay. They're the Yeezys of the fucking comic book world? <laughs> maybe. Is that, is that what you're trying to say? May, I, I don't know. I, I haven't read this first. like $4? Yeah, right. I haven't read the uh, first <laughs> issue yet. Uh, but I am kind of excited. I'm just excited that there's another... Um, there's like another universe, another another comic book company out yeah. there, yeah, to read someone else's creativity. I think that's so cool, for the most part. So that's pretty much it. That, along with the first issue of Noctera, I'm excited about that only because of the uh, artist actually, Tony S. Daniels. He actually uh, drawn Batman. Uh, comic books so it'll be interesting to see what their work is here is done i also picked up that infinite frontier that was the comic book i was trying to remember earlier uh, when we were talking about the uh, black superman um uh when we had the black superman conversation mm-hmm. so the infinite frontier that storyline i believe and i haven't read it yet but i believe this will take place after the whole future state series that took place in the dc comics okay. uh lately so that and along some other things got the first issue of Wonder Woman 
latest issue of the Avengers and so on and so forth. So we'll uh, post it up on Instagram for your viewing pleasure and all, along with the uh, first appearances of Riri, the comics that have the first appearance of Riri Williams. Uh, we'll post that up as well. And uh, that's about it. Nice. Isn't it? Yeah. I think that was great. So everyone, don't forget to follow us at, on Instagram and Facebook at 527 Underground. Um, you know, check us out there. You'll be able to see some of the stuff that Mr. Teddy here posts up. Yep, yep. And we want to thank you for listening, for taking the time out to listen to our podcast. We really enjoy doing it, and we really enjoy your input as well. So until then, we'll see you next time. Have a great evening, guys. Have a good night. Take care. <laughs>